Hello and welcome to episode 137 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man voted most likely to complain that a bloke uses a two-piece in the nets, Mick. And let me introduce you to the rest of the team. (laughs) Next up, the man voted most likely to get an orienteering life membership. Welcome, Ross. (laughs) Do they even have those? Yeah. Just wow. got to keep aiming, striving for it. Yeah. Good keep to be putting here. Putting in the cage, Ross, you'll be right. It's oh. it. Our next co-host is the man voted most likely to move to the Ballerine to get a cricket life membership. Welcome, Alex. Hello, guys. Uh, I can attest to that fact that uh, leaving a club, it's not leaving a job, but leaving a club, you get all the rewards and stuff like that. If you leave a job, you threaten to leave a job, you might get more pays. And anyone who's picked up this line of jokes, I'm telling will know this one as well. And finally, the man voted most likely to move to Perth to get a cricket life membership. <laughs> Welcome, David. Fuck, that was a good 12 months. Sadly, <laughs> I've had to come back to this side of the country and spend it with you pricks. How are we? Good, mate. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. Alrighty, so welcome one and all to the Frederick Harold Stock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Love Enterprises. So we're going to start off with a little bit of cricket news straight off the bat. That's surprising. And so, yeah, like we do every single episode, or since I've been host, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> I copy my format every week. Okay, so the first lot of cricket news we're going to touch on, which was announced yesterday or the day before, was um, there's been some changes to the BBL rules for uh, 2021. Not so much changes as introductions of just brand new rules that aren't truly needed, but we'll talk about them anyway. So um, the BBL's gone full Steve Hocking and said, fuck this, I'm going to do whatever I want and change everything. Um, so under the advice of some fuckwit Ross will talk about later on, they've introduced these three new rules for the, for the, for the upcoming BBL season. Rule number one is... They all have fantastic names as well because it's the BBL and T20's got to be like oh, fucking yeah. radical, dude. So the net first one is <laughs> the power surge. So the power, power surge, surge, yes. So as most people know, and if you don't, you're going to learn right now, um, every BBL game basically starts off with a compulsory power play, which means you only have two blokes outside the circle in the first six overs. So that has been shortened down to be four overs now. So it's in the first four overs. Those remaining two overs are now called the power surge. So you know Fox Cricket and Channel 7 and whoever else has got cricket on are going to have some fantastic fucking graphics of explosions oh, and all yes. kinds of shit. So, um, so the way the power surge works is the batting side has the option to implement the power surge any time after the 11th over of the innings which is weird that it's the 11th. I've got a feeling it might be the 10th and the guy mistyped it, but we'll say 11th because that's what it's got. So during the power surge, it's basically the same rules as the power play. Only two players are allowed outside the inner fielding circle, which is um, the normal restrictions in a power play. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they use this. I think the only time this is really going to be a true benefit is in like if you're chasing and you've gone to about over 16 or 17 and you're struggling a bit to get some boundaries bring everyone in and try and fucking get the fences. I think, but I still think anyway, I'll make my comment at the end of yes, Alex. I I was going to say, I reckon this will get used exactly. The ODI power plays get used and immediately after the first power play finishes, (laughs) because you you have to wait until 
after uh, over 11. Oh, because it's five overs and two overs. Okay, yeah. yeah. But it'll straight away will get used because yeah. you're not going to put all your gun bats at like seven, eight, and no, nine. That's true. Your gun bats could be top of the order. So, yeah. Yes, Roscoe. I've just had a word uh, with Cricket Australia about the uh, signalling for the umpires, how they oh, signal yes. the power surge. You might yeah. remember the power plays a big circle around with the arm like that. Yeah, well, I've actually, I've got the word on what the power surge is going to be. They're going to cross their hands above their head uh-huh. and go yep. round and round and round and then explode. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good yeah, bit so. of like um, Britney Spears backup dancer style action. Yeah. That. Yeah. Bit of Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Federline work. Yeah. That's the look they're going for. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of putting X's above your head, we'll, we'll move on to rule number two. <laughs> which is the introduction of the X-Factor player. So not to be confused with some shitty fucking Australian Idol knockoff, this is a part of cricket now. So basically, um, you can name... So the X-Factor player will be either the 12th or 13th man named on the team sheet. So this player can come into the match, and this is at any time after the 10th over of the first inning. So therefore, it's not at any time whoever fucking wrote this and I copied off. But anyway, so they can come in after the first, after the 10th over of the first innings. They are able to replace a batsman who hasn't batted or a bowler who hasn't bowled more than one over. Right. Yeah. So it's just a good old-fashioned substitute rule. It's... um. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think it truly adds anything. Unlucky Zampa. He's going to bowl one over and get fucking pole get taken off. <laughs> yes, I think, I think this highlights the importance of doing your team sheet properly. Yes. Because yeah. you've got to make sure you get the, 12th, the correct 12th and 13th player. Who will be the sheet. first one to muck that up? Because they have some like um, subcontinental player and they don't spell his um, name correctly and the umpires don't let oh. him use him. Ah, oh, he's not on the team sheet properly. Yeah, well, I hope that um, they have someone at each of the BBL franchises you can use the My Cricket website to load in that 12th and 13th player because I believe that's quite tricky from yeah, your experiences. Yeah. Mm. Um, I did read a great tweet from Jimmy Neesham saying, I'm not sure how much X Factor a player could have if they're not in the starting lineup of yeah, 11 well, players. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, that's a pretty a good point. point. Like, what do you got a guy that you're like, oh, he can hit a ball really far and score, we'll put him in the side. Or he, he can bowl searing Yorkers at the death, put him in the side. It'd be good for someone like Chris Lynn who can't fucking field. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah true. That's how it used to be used in domestic one-day cricket yeah. when they had that rule. It's interesting, these things that were in international cricket about 10 years ago <laughs> and the domestic Australian one-day cricket about 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When are they bringing shorts back, Mick? Oh, the sooner the better. Yeah. See old fucking Brad Hodge and Merv Hughes rocking around in some shorts in the fucking Mercantile Mutual. That were the days. All righty. And lastly, the third new rule they're bringing in, um, which is not, not as such a rule, but a new introduction, um, is the bash boost. So this effectively is a bonus point. as an, another fucking point to add to all the fucking points they have. Mm-hmm. So this is awarded halfway through the second innings of the match. So through the chasing innings. So the team chasing will receive a bonus point if they are ahead of the 10 over equivalent score 
that the oppo had said in the first innings. Right. Um, and if they're not, then the fielding side gets a bonus point. So it's pretty basic from that point of view, but it's just another thing. And so I think it's more just to try and force teams to have a crack in the second innings. But it's T20 cricket when you're meant to have a crack all the time. Yeah. So it's like a hat on a hat. Like it doesn't really fucking benefit anything. It's like... It's like, uh, it reminds me of this Super Troopers thing. We can't pull over any farther. We can't. Yeah. We can't have more of a. We can't have more of a crack. We can't go harder. We're already going hard as we can. It's T Twenty cricket. You can't go harder. Yeah, he's already pulled over. He can't pull over yeah. any farther. Yeah. Uh, this, I, I don't mind this one because it's simple. All they need to do is call it a bonus point. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. <laughs> don't they already have a bonus point though, based on like run rate or some shit? Uh, net run rate. No, yeah. they don't have a bonus point. Has got net run rate? This is interesting, I, Mick. That's more in um, the one days, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, they used to have bonus points in um, domestic 50 over cricket. If you got the runs in 40 overs, yeah. you got a bonus point. If you got it in 25, you got a double bonus point. Didn't well, happen very often. No. And uh, it's interesting also because uh, back when Mick and I went to the split innings domestic ODI about oh, <laughs> 10 years yeah. ago, that had halfway bonus points in it too. Oh, I remember so that. So it's not new. Rule. No, but, it's just, uh, there's it's a lot good. of recycle. It is a lot of recycled mm. rules. Give it, a lot of recycled yeah. things given flash names to make it sound more BBL-like. Yeah. But um, so before mm. I throw it over and we'll get everyone's final thoughts on this, I'll just echo the thoughts of Queensland skipper Usman Kawaja who put this tweet out. The BBL is about getting new people involved whom have never played. But the rule changes complicate what's already a very complicated game. Shouldn't we be going the other way? Ooh. And that's it, I mm-hmm. think. I think that just sums it up. So, But, yeah, anyone else? Any, what about you, Dave? Do you have any thoughts on the matter? Oh, it's pretty shit. Um, <laughs> I'm like, just as has been said, over and over again, shorten the season and get better players in and your product will then speak for itself. I don't see the reason why they need to come up with all this gimmicky shit. It's just, I think it's it's come out of a, a boardroom of, you know, marketing people who are fresh out of university probably and going, oh, why don't we do this for, and get, you know, as much interest in the game as possible. You get more interest in the game when you put it together a good product with good players. So, you know, signing an AB de Villiers like he did last year, that's what gets people interested in the game, not some fucking smash factor or, you know, ex poire or whatever they're fucking called. Audacious points. Yeah. Anyway, that's my thoughts. So I know... What about you, Guinea? Uh, look... I'd never pay attention to the BBL anyway, or any T20 um, comp for that matter. Um, I don't, yeah, I I echo Paul's sentiments. I don't think it's going to get more people to watch the game if that's what they're trying to do. But I think maybe they've gone a little bit too stale now and the numbers are dropping off. We've got to re-inject something into it. But uh, again, echoing Paul's sentiments, have less games and better players. That's how you change it up and get people watching, not more games and more rules. Yeah. It's good to know you don't watch the BBR, Alex, when we give you the fucking chance to do the votes in the Cam Borges medal as well. But yeah. um... <laughs> Just read the stats. Go to Crick Info, read the stats. Trust that their info is correct about Crick. And lastly, I know one man who does have some thoughts on this topic, so we're going to throw over to Roscoe, who will have free reign to say exactly what he thinks about the situation. I'm with um, Usman Khawaja there, the changes seem pointless and more complicated. 
um, the interesting thing is the person who's come up with these rule changes, it's not some marketing guru, which is unfortunate because they probably would have come up with something better, I feel. <laughs> it's, um, it's Cricket Australia's player acquisition and cricket consultant for the BBL, Trent right. Woodhill. Mm, nice Player title, acquisition isn't it? and cricket consultant for the BBL. Okay. Mm. Uh, Trent Whittle is his name. He's currently Melbourne Stars WBBL coach, and he's the former list manager of the Melbourne Stars. Oh, they have the best lists. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And this is a quote from him: "We need innovation because people like change." Really? I don't think if you're over the age of 37, people tend to not like change. Just human bloody nature, isn't it? Keep changing everything. That's what we like. <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking love it. No I one likes consistency. I hate routine. I <laughs> fucking hate it. I just love just random every day, you know. I might just work throughout the night, then like sleep during the day tomorrow. Why not? He said it's going to blow up T20 cricket because T20s have a pattern and this will blow up that pattern. Will it? Yeah, it might blow it up in a way that he doesn't want to blow it up, I think. Here's mm. <laughs> uh, a great quote from Trent. Quote, I come, from, I come from things from a high-performance perspective rather than just a gimmick. So I like that these changes pass the high-performance test around strategy and elite performance. Who's Tess? His own. What, uh, what does that mean? Tessa? I don't know. Yeah, what's he what talking about? <laughs> I mean, maybe around strategy, but what about high-performance? What is... Getting yeah. a bonus point in, got to do with high performance. If anything, it's low performance because you can sack some bloke after 10 overs yeah, and, exactly. and yeah. bring someone else in. Another quote from Trent. It'll make players have to think on their feet a little bit and it's forcing oh, yeah. you on game day to have a narrative that both fans and broadcasters <laughs> alike will have to delve into and ask oh, questions yeah. of the decisions being made or not made. Oh, what do they score? 90 after 10. All right, they're on 91. I've had a thought about it. That's a good narrative. We'll get a bonus point. Shut the fuck up, Trent. Can I predict the next, there'll be these, with this word in the next quote you do, journey. There'll be the word journey in there somewhere. Or pivot. Yeah. Blue sky thinking. Uh, well, he, he picked out an example from BBL09 to, to show how exciting this could be. Yep. Last year, the Stars got 220 against the Sixers, and the chances of the Sixers chasing that down were slim. Well, they are with that attitude. Yeah, yeah. that's not high performance. Mm. Mm. No, it's mediocre. He's celebrating no performance. mediocrity again. Yeah, yeah. it's high pessimism. That's what that <laughs> <laughs> They made a good fist of it and got 180 odd, but even though they only lost by 30 runs, they were out of the game a long way before the 20th over. So with this rule change, Sixers captain Moises Enriquez and coach Greg Shippard might have decided to only chase the 10-over total. That might have been nine for 101 after 10 and earned that one point. And then just walk off. The back in the season yeah. can become pivotal. Oh, what yeah. Was, what were they at in that game? At they the finished 10 on 180. Yeah, well, oh. what did they finish on the 10? Wouldn't that matter? Yes. If they got it anyway. Like, so wouldn't you give like an having... example where you got a bonus point, which would have put you somewhere else on the ladder, but you yeah. lost, so it still works in your favour. You're not asking well. him to think about it, are you? <laughs> I like the idea that he'd rather have one team bat for 20 overs, the second team go, rather than actually try for 20 overs, yeah. stuff it. We're just going to bat for 10. <laughs> 
And so we're going to go all out in the 11th over and get that one point because yeah. he said yeah. nine for 101 after 10. Yeah. And so people who've come for three hours, 40 overs of entertainment, yeah. just get 30. Yeah. <laughs> That'll bring the punters back. Cynically walks off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That'll bring people in. You know Why who will absolutely that? love that scenario? <laughs> the blokes paying billions for the TV rights when they, yeah. get, fucking, when they get three That's quarters it. of a game instead of a full game. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You so know what I'd like to see good. with this, Ross, is pivot. Let's say let's say the team the team chasing with the unheard of getting two twenty or whatever. Let's say yeah. they get the hundred they get the runs at, at the yeah. ten over mark and they're nine yeah. down. I want to yeah. see some real first class Sheffield Shield like chucking on your keeper for a bowl <laughs> in the last ten overs because it's over and they don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, they're just That'll... blocking out the next 10 overs. <laughs> Keep a bowl four overs. Yeah, exactly. I'd like, I'd like it to be at 15.4 overs long and the both captains just look at each other and shake hands. <laughs> 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 uh, no result here, boys. Just see if later. That'll do us, yeah. Is 15.4 overs 100 balls? I'm not sure. Oh, is that, I don't know. Sorry. No, that's no, 16.4, I think. Yeah. Good maths. But it, it that like you know mm. it, the flip side of what he said could happen could happen like you get just the world's shittest game of cricket where it's over at ten overs because someone got a point and they gave up for ten mm. not it was over at over seventeen yeah anyway yeah when it's all said and done all you need to know about <coughs> Mister Trent Woodhill was he's also was a consultant on the fucking hundred so that pretty much sums his cunt up yes. how's the hundred going yeah. Mm. Uh, COVID mm. didn't get off the screen. He's going at about five yeah. percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want COVID a bit more from Trent? And his yeah, efforts? why not, Roscoe? Fucking yeah. oath, I want more. Okay, there's lots of quotes. There's a lot of me, me, me. Yeah, well, he's a consultant, so he has to talk himself up. The grift got to right. keep grifting. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. They play off against each other. These new rules. The X factor sub might mean that some teams think. They'll bat first, but then the bash bruise point might tempt them to bat second and try to chase down the 10 over total. He just wants to keep making this game shorter. It's like, yeah, you know, why not aim for the 20? There's four points on offer for the 20 over target, but only one for the 10 over target. But everyone's just going to be targeting that <laughs> one point. I don't think so. Just have 10 10 games, make them one point each. Yeah. Do a thousand of them. <laughs> Do Play four in a day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just keep going. Yep. <laughs> All right, so Melbourne Stars will play their block of four games against the Melbourne Renegades today, and that's it. Just 80 overs long, job done. <laughs> Fucking smart. Have a, that'll be a true carnival atmosphere. That's it. <laughs> so they're all around the segmenting of matches to keep people invested across the whole 40 overs, not mm. just in the power plays or death overs, except yeah. for when the game finishes after 31 overs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such decision-making, added Woodhill, will also hold leaders accountable rather than a defeat simply being explained away to the apparent fickleness of the format. Uh, Oh, yeah. Why did we lose? Because we just went for the bonus point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you come away with no points? Well, we (laughs) fucking went hard for the 10 only. We didn't get it. what, What a game. I see quotes from Trent. I think it'll breed leadership, and I like coaches under pressure. The coaches aren't playing. Yeah. <laughs> we see in AFL at three-quarter time where the coach has to go out and give a speech to his team. There'll be conversations about that. Broadcasters will speculate about what was potentially said. 
And in this way, coaches have more to do in the spotlight. And they a greater spotlight on captains and their calls rather than just saying afterwards, oh, that's just T20 cricket. It'll be, why did you do what you did? My big thing with T20 is we've got to continue to analyse and push the game. There are a lot of analytics in sport and a lot of discussion around it. And I think this will continue to add to the colour and the fun of BBL. But now you have a deeper insight into why somebody has made the decision they have. I'm 32 right, so, years old, Ross. Um, and I've been watching mm. cricket, I would say, oh, pretty full on for the last 20 years. And sometimes I look at a game of cricket and I say, geez, I'd like to know what the coach is doing. <laughs> mm. I'm really interested in the coach's thoughts right now. And... and <laughs> I would like to speculate on what the coach might have said. Yep. Not not mm. have the coach mic'd up so we can actually hear what's going on, but I think the speculation's more yeah. exciting. So I think that's you know, a pretty good... Yeah. Um, I, I did pick up on that line. I thought, it's interesting what some people find interesting. Mm. He's sort of suggesting and almost ramming down the throat of the broadcasters that there'll be conversations uh, about that. Broadcasters will speculate out speculate about what was potentially said. Yeah, love it. <laughs> That's what I love about a broadcast. Speculation yes. about what, what, oh, what a bloke you can't hear yes. might be talking about. I fucking <laughs> hate that with the AFL. I fucking <laughs> hate it. Oh, I reckon he's just giving him a rev up. Really? Oh, fucking... What, what? Anyway, my, my point, my issue here is here's a Trent's assumption that there is no think thinking, thought process, tactics or any strategy in T20 cricket is probably the most strategic format of the game, I think, because everything happens has to happen so fast and you have to hit your spot so quickly. You need to make a decision about whether someone's batting the way you thought they were going to bat when you're bowling at them and the field sets and stuff like that. So I think it's probably uh, selling it a bit short to say without these changes, it's not a strategic game at all. Yeah, I think that's a big point. Justifying his bloody paycheck, I reckon. Yeah, well, Grifter's got to well. keep grifting. But I love your three-quarter-time analogy, like, like the fucking yeah, innings it's, doesn't it's have a drinks into... break in the middle. Like, fucking that's three-quarter-time, <laughs> stupid fucking idiot. Exactly. Uh, it's, the T20 t- is just in patterns now, Alex. I look at the data and I just see patterns. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's going to blow up these patterns. Money ball. These crazy moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Actually... Mm, I think, Mick, <clears throat> what's really needed to uh, belt up T20 cricket is changing into your idea of the 200, where you've got to make 200 runs. Yep. You just take as long or as short as you need, <laughs> and the team that gets there quickest wins. That's it, mate. Fucking <laughs> no bonus basics, points. If you don't make it, you don't make it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You get 20 wickets if you have to. you just got to get to 200. Just take, yeah, just take all night if you have to. you got Adam Zampa swinging a miss <laughs> when you're on 198. Just fucking uh, get there. <laughs> 65 overs per team, whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah, just get yeah, there. money's worth. I no worries about yeah. that. Yeah, so Broadcast I'll, be I'll, happy. I also think Trent's missed a trick with one big change that I think needs to happen in cricket and in like any competition is the point structure. Now, I'm not making, saying making a wholesale change to the point structure, but following the trend of, say, a pinball machine and just adding four zeros to the end of every number. <laughs> so you don't get you don't just win one point, you get 10,000 points. Uh, you know? So then you go, oh, wow, our team ended up with 470,000 points at the end of the season. Fantastic. <laughs> Most points ever in the season. Yeah. 
Well, like I said, I saw someone tweet it out. They go, they'll bring in these three new rules, but they won't bring in the old mercantile mutual one where you get a fucking hundred bucks if you take a catch. But yeah, so. <laughs> well, bring back the old sign. Put KFC Big Bash signs around the stadium and you get like a thousand bucks if you hit one. They burnt themselves out on the celebrity standing on yeah, a platform for fucking an hour and a half. Yeah. A guy 300 metres away. Well, they didn't hit many catches. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, 150 metres yeah. in the stands. <laughs> uh, I think that'll do us on Trent Woodhill and his um, lunacy to ruin the bullshit BBL. So, um, so from there we'll still be talking about um, local um, Australian domestic cricket. So there's a bit of a concern at the moment in South Australia where the Sheffield Shield hub and the um, quarantining as well for the ODIs and T20Is mm-hmm. that was being held because. They've just had a fucking COVID outbreak. So um, there's a mad scurry at the moment to pick up the ODIs and T20s and fuck them off to New South Wales. So they're in the process of trying to move that entire hub into New South Wales as we speak. Due to that happening, um, Kane Richardson has given up his spot in the T20I and ODI squads and will be replaced by Andrew Suit and Ty. So the reason for Coldrip Kane giving up his spot is that his wife and himself have just had a newborn child. So he didn't really feel like leaving her on her own in South Australia, which you can kind of understand that. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out in the next few days. I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but India's India's not here yet. No, they're in Sydney. They're in Sydney, so that must that's why they're moving to New South Wales to to put it all together. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah all so, the all the um, Aussies were going to move to Sydney as well, okay. but yep. um, they just sped it up by a few days yeah, okay. from that so, hotbed of COVID that is South Australia. Dirty yeah. people over there. Yeah, mm. yeah would never happen in Victoria. All I'm saying is Dan Braddock used to live in Adelaide and now lives in Victoria and we've had the worst lots of COVID. That's all I'm saying. Mm. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all One <righty>. common thread. <laughs> Pull, so, um, Pull that thread. <laughs> so from there, we're going to move on to um, another bit of cricket news. And that cricket, it's not really news, but it's something that's been going on. And that's Justin Langer being a knobhead. So... Um, <laughs> During the last few days, um, Justin Langer has made the comment that he really likes the combination of Joe Burns and David Warner being in his cricket team. Mm. And I just want to say, who gives a fuck, Justin, you little sawn-off cunt? I really like sitting at home all day playing video games, but I don't always get to do that either. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, what a farce. Oh, just the... pick the bloke who's made some fucking runs, for fuck's yeah. sake. Like, the reality of it all is, is there's been no cricket since March this year. So, unless you're Warner, Smith or Marnus, I don't really think any spots are, like, you know, set in concrete and blokes can't be moved on and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. In pain, probably. Yeah. And the reality of it is, is, like, since we've had the restart of the Sheffield Shield, Joe Burns has batted five times this year. He hasn't gotten past 30 once. He's made 57 runs at an average of 11.4. <laughs> So, Lucky to be in the squad. Yeah, yeah the but he runs well between the wickets with David Warner. So, you know. Chemistry. Yeah. yeah. Synergy. Sorry. And I cut you off. The me. man 
man, our podcast favourite, as everyone wants to replace this cunt at the top of the order, has batted three times. In those three innings, Will Pekoski has made 495 runs at an average of 247 and a half. So he's not made 500, two double though, runs. It? So fucking hell. Mm, worrying trend that when you make two double hundreds and you can't get picked. It's very worrying trend. It's like the um, late 90s all over again. Martin Love making mm. 200s for fun and still yeah. can't get a game. It'd be the Stuart Law of this generation. Yeah, this that's right, mm. yeah. Mm. Well, it's just, it's it, interesting that the guys from the, like when you go back and you like, so the guys who have come out in support of Pekoski have been like Kim Hughes, Ian Chappell, Steve War has as well, but, but you, like everyone's kind of that 2000 back kind of thing. Everyone mm. else who's come out in support of Joe Burns have been Langer and Lehman, who have actually both fucking coached him. Yeah. Aaron Lehman so, can get in the fucking pin, surely. Fucking hell. He's a Queensland coach. Of course he's going to back fucking yeah. Joe. So, um, yeah. So, look, all I can say about that is unlike midgets from WA, numbers don't lie and the fucking mm. puck should be in the test squad. So it'll be interesting to see someone else had a thought that the reason they're putting this Joe Burns nugget out there is because they're going to get rid of Head and Wade and put Pekoski and Green in the middle order. So Pekoski will still play, just won't open, which kind of contradicts the whole, like when he went to Trevor Holmes and said, what's my best way of getting in the test side? Trevor said, you need to open the batting. I think it was the other way around. I think he said, I want to open the batting. Because I remember commenting on it was weird that he... Trevor said that. <laughs> no. Yeah, Trevor said, I want to open the batting, Will. And Will's the like, puck. no, Trevor, I'm opening the batting. <laughs> Roll reverse. Now, the puck said, I think the puck said he wanted to open to the Australian setup before he said it to the Victorian setup, which oh, I found like weird. I remember at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's gilded bubble elite yeah. junior pathways issues. Yeah, so. just get whatever he wants. It's mm, the weak link. It. Joe Burns is the weak link, so fuck. Yeah, you yeah. need that old duck off home and away to say goodbye. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, the famous old duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> used to host a show called Weakest <laughs> Link. Yes, I know. I recall that. Good reference yeah. from 2002. <laughs> so I'm here. Yeah, 18 year old references. Uh, all righty. So, yeah, look, we're Victorian. So, our fucking thoughts on that are pretty fucking clear. And we're going to, we'll look into it next podcast for a bit of sizzle where we'll look into picking our teams for the first test. Mm. I do agree, though, with um, that idea of making the middle order Koski and uh, Green. Yeah. And then I'd probably um, do a bit of a switcheroo and get Cam Bancroft back into everyone's <laughs> favourite. <laughs> Why? Just light the fucking team on fire, yeah. mate. Fuck yeah, me. I know. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. Yeah, you need with a big bongo in the well. team. <laughs> uh, Cornelia Francis was her name. Yes, her na- well, real well, name's well. Cornelia, and her name on the show was Morag. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is that a step up or step down? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Stage, I'd have to go away and think about sideways. it for a bit. Sideways, yeah. Yeah. So from that. Um, <laughs> Lovely reference to early 2000s home and away. We're going to segue to the Sheffield Shield round four. So, um, like, like, 
Summer Bay, the Sheffield Shield. Some of it was played in Glenelg, which is near a beach. So that's how it all ties together. So, um, Were the River Boys there? No. <laughs> so, um, so first up, we had New South Wales. We're playing Tasmania. So um, Tassie won the toss and sent the Blues in. And Tassie skipper Matty Wade looked like a genius as they rolled the New South Wales boys for 64, making it 100% impossible for New South Wales to win. So Spotify Moses was the only top six back to pass double figures, making 12. Mitch Stark would top score with 18 and Sean Abbott would make 15. So pick of the Tassie bowling was Jackson Bird, who took four for 14 off 10 and a half. And Peter Siddle took a break from eating banana flavoured briquettes to take three for 17. In reply, Tassie would post 239. The King Brown, Jordan Silk, was the only batsman to pass 25, and he made 106. So there's a bit of fucking, a uh, bit of D-grade cricket about that. Uh, Sean Abbott would lead the Blues bowling, t- making, uh, taking, I should say, four for 33 off 21 overs. So New South Wales went out in the second inning, just hoping not to spend the rest of this game being an utter fucking embarrassment to themselves, their families, and their state. And many would argue they avoided this by declaring six down for 522. So the weatherman weatherman Nick Larkin would score 161. Mr. Spotify Moises would get 113. And Sean Abbott would get himself 102 red. But the talk of the innings was Peter Neville's declaration that stranded Stark on 86. So now let's just get one thing straight. He was on 86. Yeah. A-T- Six. He was not on 96. He was not on 98. He was not on 99. He was on 80 fucking six. Well, we've all been there, haven't we? Jeez. Uh, no, I'm actually not sure what it's like. <laughs> so Stark would throw a tantrum worthy of a North Metro Creed Association C-grade oh, yes, BNF winner. Tossing his <laughs> bat 30 metres at least. Ah, yes, at he- least. <laughs> Pick of the Tassie bowling was no one because they all felt like <laughs> But old Pierre Siddle did take one for 99. Oh, not quite good enough. Uh, so Tassie would go out in their so second good. innings, then 348 for victory. Mm. So unfortunately for Tassie, they just weren't up to it. Matty Way got 59. The sex tape Ben McDermott got 50. But they were the only, that was it. Then everyone, and they got rolled for 202. Uh, Mitch Stark. Used his anger to be uh, to fire himself up and take three for fifty, and uh, old mate Nathan Lyon got three for sixty, and they would bring home the victory. New South Wales, as I predicted earlier, they could one hundred percent win this game. Won by one hundred and forty-five runs. Mm. Points: New South Wales seven, Tasmania one point three nine. Brilliant! My favourite points. Votes are with Alex. All righty. So I went with uh, the three votes is Sean Abbott. Um, absolutely killed him in this match. <laughs> um, scoring a ton and four wickets in the first dig. So um, three votes to him. Two votes to Nick Larkin for his 160-odd. Um, and one vote to Jordan Silk for his batting effort. The King Brown. Yep. So uh, Cricket Australia website also named... Sean Abbott, man of the match. So, so did Crick Info. Oh, there so that's where I looked up the stats for <laughs> doing these votes. So, so uh, <laughs> next up was Queensland versus South Australia. So um, 
make a pair, retire, play the next week. The Cal Ferguson story. So uh, Queensland <laughs> won the toss and elected to have a bat. Uh, test incumbent Joe Burns was the first one out for 10. And Marnus then made a duck, showing how hard the pitch was to navigate. A point that was driven home by tons to Uzma Kawaja, Matt Renshaw and Jimmy Pearson. So Usman would make 131. Renshaw would make 168. Red batting in the number five spot. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Pearson, the keeper, would make 109. Queensland would declare five down for 496. For those wondering, Jake Wildermuth, who had just passed 27 runs, did not throw a fit for being declared on. Uh, pick of the SA bowlers <laughs> with Chad Sayers, <laughs> who took two for 98. And for those playing at home, <coughs> Lloyd Pope took one for 169. Oh, Dinner chomp, for, chomp. Dinner for two. Um, speaking of Lloyd Pope, Mick, can I interject here and give, just give a um, up-to-date stats on Lloyd Pope's batting and bowling numbers? You can. In the I'll make sure I don't read them out later because I have that in my notes. But <laughs> you, can do oh, okay. you have been keeping the spreadsheet, so it is your turn. Baby. We should have talked about this prior That's to the right. podcast. Oh, what the fuck for? This synergy yeah, is beautiful. Yeah. This so, is like a production meeting going broadcast. It's great. Absolutely. Well, that's exactly what all of our podcasts are. So why change the winning formula? That's what that I say. It's worked for 130 episodes. Keep it going. Yeah. So Lloyd Pope has bowled six different separate times in six innings this year um, from four games. He took five for in the first innings he bowled in. Um, five for 164, going at sixes and over. Um, and since then, he's taken three wickets across the next three matches. Um, and his total is here, uh, eight wickets. He's scored for 690 runs. Ooh. Nearly the, the fabled 700 mark. Um, couldn't quite get there in the first four games of the season. Um, he's bowled 130 overs. So he's bowled quite a lot at Lightning's. Mm. Still boggling my mind, anyway. Uh, at an average of great average, and he's he's pretty good here because he's just under the 90 mark with an average of 86.25. Jesus. And uh, average, he runs per over of 5.31, so he dragged it back a bit from that first inning. <laughs> dragged it back. Um, and a strike rate of, so, you know, you know how you, that people used to say, oh, well, look, Stuart McGill, his you know, average isn't as good as Warney, but he's got a better strike rate. You know, he takes yep. more wickets, but, you know, uh, strike rate of 97.5. <laughs> Was that 97.5? Yep, FM, yep. <laughs> huh. They're sort of stats a batsman to be proud of, Alex. Yeah, got 700 old. runs at 84. You're almost Bukowski likes those fucking stats. Yeah. So, <laughs> it would take a very good uh, batting all-rounder to uh, you know how you got to have your average higher as batting than you do as uh, yep, so yep. we'll just check we'll just check Pope's batting numbers to see if he is a batting all rounder because not very good bowling numbers. All right, so he's right. batted he's batted six times. Um, he's made a total of five runs. Nice yep. <laughs> in one innings. There's there's a couple of uh, not outs. There's three not, not outs not in outs, here. Yeah. Yep. So he's uh, faced forty eight balls. Uh, a strike rate of 10.42. And his average is 1.67. That's brilliant. He's having a good year. I don't understand how he's still playing. It was he bats playing at 11. Mm. Oh, I know he bats at 11. I'm not really... Yeah. I mean, they're fun, they're funny numbers because they're shit, yeah. but he's 11. Who cares yeah. whether he bats or not? He's not a very good fielder either from 
well, <laughs> everyone says. So, oh, stick like, a knife in. He's not oh, very good looking either. While we're fucking just, at it, like yeah, he's just a young bloke trying to find his way in I reckon. Cricket. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what, cricket. What I'm hearing is Gin's just retired, bloke. Why? <laughs> yeah. On well, our fucking, podcast. Well, yeah. Well, he's fucking yeah. averaging 86. He's taken eight wickets in four games, five in one innings. In That's three, two ga- in three game. games, he's, he's three games. He's taken three wickets. Yeah, yeah. No, he's finding out the hard way that uh, first class cricket is a long way from under eighteen World Cups. But yeah. yeah, and once everyone, I think I said this when he took, oh, was a seven for or something bowling his wrong ones. No one could pick eight once to thirty-five. Could, yeah, once everyone could pick it. You're fucked. You've got to be accurate after that. <laughs> Once Ooh. everyone can pick it, you're fucked. Well, you are. You have oh, to I love actually... it. Oh, I love it. I don't know. I'm just stating facts. I'm just stating no, facts, boys. Just stating facts. Do your you're research. Do your research. Just stating facts. Sack him. Sack him. <laughs> All righty. Right. And for that Lloyd Pope ad break, we'll now go back to the shield wrap. <laughs> so, uh,. We're bat- so Queensland versus SA. Queensland have already batted. So SA go out for the first innings. They limped along to 154. The Buzz Will Bazisto top scored with 38. Hey. Cal Ferguson defied the odds to finish with 11. Not out. Despite <laughs> despite dropping his dad's name with the arms, Harry Nielsen was dismissed for a dunk. Um, <laughs> Mitchell Swepson was the pick of the bowlers, taking another five for this time, taking. Five for 55 from 25 overs. Fives in there. Brilliant. So, uh, Queensland went out and had a quick bat, declaring three down for 105. Uzi would make 45 not out. Joe Burns once again shat the bed, making 11. Pick of the SA bowling was the buzz, who took two for 45 off eight overs. He got fucking carded. Jesus. He got wickets. So, yeah. It must be the South Australia fucking mentality. We don't care if you get carded. Just try and get a wicket. Mate. Yeah. Um, Eight overs is a surprisingly small amount of overs for someone getting carded yeah. for South Australia. <laughs> so uh, SA would need 448 in their second innings to take home the win. The Redbacks would make 385, which is pretty impressive in itself for them. Uh, Tim Nielsen's check must have cleared because Harry made 114. <laughs> and in his final first-class game for South Australia, Cal Ferguson would be dismissed for 97. By oh. Mark Steckity, who would finish with four for 43, old Mark Steckity. Lloyd Pope would finish the match with a pair, as Alex touched on in his stats before. Queensland would win by 62 runs. Points were Queensland 8.37. And in what might be a first in these games we've covered, South Australia finished 04 they didn't Whoa. even get a point. So I think Kel Ferguson spelled his name wrong on the yeah. put his name down as Colin Ferguson or something. Like <laughs> so yeah. But oh yeah, so that's a, a South Australia. Just like I said, it's going to take a thousand Mike Hussey fucking reviews to fix that joint. Um, alrighty. So lastly, but definitely not leastly, we go over to the final game of the round, and it was WA points. versus points. Oh, sorry, votes, Gin. Sorry, votes, mate. not points, votes. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go through this quick. Three votes, uh, Lloyd Pope. <laughs> no, nah, three votes Two is votes, uh, Lloyd Pope. One vote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Uzi got the three votes uh, for the captain's knock in that uh, first innings. I think uh, Swepson got the two votes with the five for and three for 127. So again, three for. And uh, Matty Renshaw got the one vote off me, which is probably going to be one of the few votes he gets this year, seeing as yeah, I'm going so. on a negative viewpoint. This segment continue. 
For those wondering, cricket.com.au gave Swepson player of the match, I'm pretty sure, from my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, Five is a good, but tons are harder. Uh, WA versus the Vic. So in the final game of the round, the mighty Victorian <laughs> juggernaut led by the great Will Pekoski will take on WA. Uh, Sean Marsh won the toss and proved that if WA isn't playing, he doesn't watch much cricket, as he sent the Vicks in. So uh, Harris and the GOAT, Will Pekoski, would put on 186 for the first wicket. Harris would get 71. Uh, Peter Hanscom would then pair up with the GOAT, and he would make 84. The puck would finish off with 202, as the Vicks would declare four down for 414. Oh, Matthew Kelly was the pick of the WA bowlers, taking three for 84. Is that um, accidentally Kelly Street? Yes, it is. Yes, 100%. Mm. Ned. Mm. Who was that? Frente. Fucking old Frente, yeah. Matt Kelly. So, um, <laughs> the WA first innings got off to a great start. If you're a Victorian, as the yoga master, <laughs> Ken Bancroft, shit the bed and made five. But that great feeling was short-lived for the Vicks as Sean Marsh does what Sean Marsh does in first-class cricket and smashed them. Cam Green combined with Marsh to make 141 for the third wicket. Green would be dismissed for 56, one of the few times he's made less than a ton this year as well. Smash would go on to make 135. Josh English would also make a ton, finishing with 125. John Holland would lead the Vicks, taking four for 115. And the Bull Mastiff, Scotty Bowling, would also bring up a ton, taking three for 106. So, um, from there, the Vicks would have a second bat to try and save the draw. Not that they really need to, because there's no way it's going to be a fucking result in this game, because this basically they batted on this last day. Mm-hmm. But um, they would get four for about 200 before the match was called. Marcus Harris would top score in that innings, making 45. The puck would get 38. Uh, Aaron, I'm not Brad Hardy, would take two for 19 huh. for WA. And the match, Peter Edden would draw. From memory, it was called just before the last drinks break in the last session, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, shake called, hands, boys. Yeah, walk off. Just walked yeah. off. Uh, Vic points where Vic's got 2.89. WA got 1.83. Over to Alex for the Jamie Cox medal votes. All right. Three votes. Will Pekoski, obviously, for the double. Two votes for Marsh for a captain's ton. And one vote, Josh Inglis, for his ton also. pull up, Pukowski. Would <laughs> <laughs> have a bit sore after your double ton. <laughs> Uh, will, Will, Will. Uh, Alex, I was just wondering <laughs> William, if you could have, William, William. Yes, could yes, have your Ross. thoughts, Alex, on um, Victoria's um, new coach, Chris Rogers, after well, the first two games. Well, I was going to talk about that, but Mick read out the points. And somehow Victoria got more points than <laughs> WA, despite going down first inning. So I don't know how that works, but fucked up two declarations. One to not absolutely uh, outright, in inverted commas, smash SA last match, and this time I'm declaring too early to try and push for a result, um, seemingly overcorrecting from the South mm-hmm. Australian game. So, I got a feeling um, the reason... Who would you replace him with? Who would I replace who with? Uh, Rogers. I think Hanscom mm-hmm. should just captain coach, to be yeah. honest. Let him make the decisions. He's getting too muddled having a voice from above oh, telling him okay. what to do. So, Fair yeah. Enough. I've got knowledge of the inner workings of the Victorian dressing room. I'd, I'd like to know who your source is. Yeah, uh, Hanscom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
allegedly. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> of course it's not. I don't. But surely the coach has an input into when they declare. Mate, I think you just bite the bullet and give it to the man with the golden hand and just... Will Picosti can be captain, coach, <laughs> chairman of selectors. He can fucking do whatever he wants. He can be CEO of Cricket Victoria. Just fucking do whatever he feels for. So. I love it. Interesting. Ashton Agar didn't play for WA in that game. Yes. Yeah, so it? he, um, due to quarantining and going to play in the Australian squad and all these other mm-hmm. things that were going on, it was his only opportunity to go back to South to back to WA and visit his family. So he chose to do that instead of playing a first class game going into a summer of cricket where he has hopes of playing test cricket. Just FaceTime your family. Yeah, or ODIs. He has to play the ODIs and T twenties if he's playing. Has to. Well, well he's in the squad. Selected. He's in the yeah, squad. He's in the so squad. he's got to go and be there and train. He can't get selected from not in the squad. Yeah, yeah but the squad only meeting in Sydney now, today. Yeah, yesterday. but I, I think anyway, he probably looked ahead and went, days. I've got a chance to see my family and I won't have a chance to see him for four months, five months. Yeah, it is a bit, Fuck your family. It is a bit tricky with that WA hard border. Yeah, yeah it's going to be even harder when you need a passport yeah. to get into WA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means Lego mm. Coach Australia if they secede. So. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I suppose it could, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I was going to say, sure, to Mitch Marsh can't play for Australia. It's not, <laughs> it's not the Prime Minister. You don't have yeah. to pledge allegiance <laughs> to the Commonwealth. You know. Yeah, I was going to say, Mickey Arthur Coach does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, he was in the seat. Just put it that way. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the shield wrap. So, I think currently um, Queensland are on top from memory, I think. And the Vicks are. Hey, this is why we're number one. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't, um, I, didn't I was about to say, I've got right no idea. How am I going? Uh, South Australia do something like no team's ever not got a bowling point or something. And yeah, so that, was to get... in the, that was in the game against Victoria in the last round. They were the first team in the since the new point system to not get a bonus point bowling when Pekoski and Harris um, made the five million uh, that they yeah. made. Because you get your bonus points based on how many wickets you take in the first like 120 overs, yeah. which might be why the Vicks got more points than WA in this match as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's why. Yeah, so that was a, South Australia was the first time anyone had ever done that. So, mm. good on them. You know, someone's got to be out there fucking mm. breaking records. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're breaking records. Big ups to Saka for that one. Well done, yeah. Jason Gillespie. It's um, Queensland, Queensland, New South Wales, WA, Tassie, Vicks, and South Australia. That's the letter. Mm. Yeah. Concerning. And, and see why you're calling for Chris Rogers' head. Yeah, yeah, not to be confused, it's West Australian men, Tasmanian Tigers men, and Victorian men, according to the... Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, this one's all fucked up, actually. I've got some local cricket for you, Mick, if you're bored. Okay, Roscoe, yes, oh. that was my next race. I'm yep. afraid of that. You got some local cricket for yep. me, Ross? I do. <laughs> this is from a few last week, not the weekend gone, the one before, as we like to do, you know, at least yep. 12 days ago. Yep. <laughs> oh, we like to drink everything in, don't we, Ross, and uh, <laughs> analyse it before we send you it out see, to the masses. Yeah, you yeah. see, something at the time looks good, but does it stand up to the that's test it. of time 12 days later? the pub test, good? that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. And this one does. This is <laughs> versus Bendigo United <laughs> at the um, at the Bendigo Door Centre Oval. Oh, nice. There you go. All the all the cricket grounds are sponsored. Where you get your doors. Yeah. 
Yep, so you look up the fixture and you've got no idea where the game is. Yeah. Uh, 45 overs, Alex, you'll like that. 45 over game. Why not 47? That's what I've always said. <laughs> what? Yeah, 40, <laughs> the keeper's got to hold 47. Yeah, yes. <laughs> anyway, so they got off to a bit of rocky start, Santos. They betted first. And their two openers both made ducks. Two baller and a one baller. Nice. Not ideal. And then number three came in and he got a run on the nice. board. Nice. And on him. number four. Number four came in, and he made a two-ball duck. Oh, nilpoi. Right, so three Sounds top like four Port Alley ducks. just on the weekend. <laughs> mm, they were, number three was still there, and they were three for one. Yep. Wickets Jeez. kept tumbling, and they were six for 66. Mm-hmm. But uh, number three, Mr. D. Gibson, uh, held Give firm. Up. Did he? And he found a, a willing ally Personal. in number eight, M. Gladman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... D Gibson finished with 103. Not there. On you, Gibbo. Oh, Would have been oh, holding firm that night, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, 100. all fucking night. <laughs> yeah. He would have had a power finished. surge in his pants, that's for sure, fellas. <laughs> a bit of a bash boost, you reckon? Yeah. They finished on eight for two hundred and nineteen off their forty-five overs, which is pretty good going. Yeah, yeah. My word, it is rear guard action. Yeah. Mm. Did they chase down uh, one down or then... something? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Then uh, Bendigo United had a bat, and guess who opened the bowling? Yeah. Oh, oh Gibbo. Gibbo! None other than D Gibson. Yeah, wow. he made the hundred and three not out. Um, and he took nine for three. thirty. Yeah. So he. No, we're not quite. So he he um, was out there in the third ball of the day, and then was not out. So faced pretty much the whole thing. Yep, yep, yep. And then came on, and he was the second bowler. So he didn't take the very first over. Yeah, bowling person too. Uh, yep. Yeah, and nine overs, two maidens, three for thirty-two. Not bad. He took, including getting both openers out. Jeez, good going. Bendigo United only made 140. Oh, so they fell. Pathetic. 80 wow. short. Yeah, you might get the votes, I reckon, old Gibbo. Yeah. yeah. So that, I that was a pretty good effort. Did you do votes for that game again? I did, mate. Um, <laughs> Gibbo, three, two, and one. Yeah, Gibson's three. Um, Hardman, whatever that bloke's name, he's got two for his batting. Um, Gibson, one for his bowling. Yeah. yeah. So we've got four. Yeah. yeah. That's all I've got. Oh, all right. Wow. That's uh, fuck. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of local cricket, didn't the bloke down your way have his car nicked, boys, down in the Ballerine? Yeah, he bought a uh, bought a. Well, it wasn't in the Ballerine. I think oh. it is. Um, <laughs> that shit doesn't happen in the I Ballerine. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so boy. old mate, old mate from Newtown uh, and District, I think they're called. He um, purchased a new car, and then two weeks later, he takes it to cricket. To Besides that, they're going to go out there and have a field. Well, he he probably didn't decide it. He's not the captain, but he had to go out there and field, and then turns around, and his fucking car's gone. See you later. <laughs> so, oh, that's so rough, though, isn't it? Yeah, imagine that. Could have been worse. Could have been at Strathyorn or something. He leave his keys in his asshole place like that. Yeah, I, had I just, I don't know. A, I don't know. This is some Gordon sixty second style fucking elite 
Casty. That's true. Did Nick anyone Carr. see Nick Cage or Angelina Jolie hanging yeah. around? Yeah. It wasn't Boys. perhaps a Shelby Cobra, was it, that he bought this new car? <laughs> this is the reason I didn't drive to cricket for the first 30 years of my life. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you you have to get my car stolen, but you don't want, you don't want <laughs> your car stolen. Yeah. Well, if it's not mine, I don't care. You know the rules. <laughs> uh, righty. So, yeah, that's been a local cricket for us. Um, so, lastly, I've got on my list of things, I've got Alex with his, with his bringing back his segment, Would You Rather? Yes. Okay. So. I like these. Yeah. So, uh, Crick Info did a 20-segment long Balls of This Century. And um, Ryan Harris's ball to Cook. That, oh, what a fucking uh, ripper. You know, yeah. swung in and decked away. Apparently, it swung after it pitched. That's what they're saying. And I'm like, I don't know if you've got your info correct yeah, about Crick. I'm not sure how it can swing enough to beat a bat. Surely it jags after it bounces. Well, I think it did, but they reckoned it swung away. I don't know. Anyway, it was a great ball nonetheless. So, picture, we've all seen the worst. We all have an opinion on the worst bowler we've ever seen before in any level of cricket. Yep. So, would you rather be the worst bowler you've seen in any level of cricket, but you get to bowl that ball once. Yep. Or you can have, say, in like a spew grade level of cricket, you can average 29 with the ball for your entire life. And you just don't do anything. You're just a nude nut, half rat pace, come on four steps. You don't do anything with it. You just, you know, you're a military medium to every extent of the word. So what, would you rather bowl one ball that's the best ball of this century, but the rest of your time you just get carded, can't keep it on the pitch, you're just terrible, <laughs> or you bowl like military mediums, but you're nothing special? Over to you, Bull. Uh, second one. Okay. Um, you don't want the glory of the best ball this no, century. because I don't want to bowl like Tony Christopher so... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that we would name names, but I like yeah, it. Nah, a bit more, yeah, more so finished. I will just rather average about 29 with the knacker, maybe get yeah. winkle out one or two over the journey. But yeah, yeah, to, to I think just bowling that ball would be a waste at our level of cricket. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Oh, true. Because yeah. no one would see it. No, but I'm, yeah, okay. Yep, yeah. Cool. Yep. I'm with Bull on this one. As a bloke who's um, captain a lot of very bad sides with a lot of very bad fucking bowling in it. I would not want to contribute to that really fucking bad bowling. Very selfless of you, mate. So I'll take the uh, 29 and snagging a few wickets every now and then, I think. Roscoe? Oh, the ladder. Yeah, any particular reason or just the ladder? Just sounds like me. <laughs> oh yeah, boring. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, just that the military was, medium. Yeah, yeah. That was my point of view too. I'm in the cricket field, pretty straight down the line. You know, try and keep everything very consistent. So I'd probably pick the ladder as well. I think we probably towed the party line a bit much there. What's the next one, Gin? Let's see. Oh, they've only got funny. one this week. Only oh, got one. is that it? Yeah, we're going to keep it quick because Ross had his segment about one game of local cricket that didn't <laughs> seem to have anything too spectacular going on about it. But I was waiting for the big thing to happen. Like it never happened. It was just like, oh, he just took a he few He got wickets. chaired off the ground. I forgot to say that. Was it a wicker chair or a plastic chair? Was it plastic or wicker? The chair. Birthday and his wedding anniversary. The yeah. And his yeah. car got pitched from the car park <laughs> at the same time. There we go. And he found 50 bucks. One of the sixes he bombed hit his own windscreen. Oh, oh yeah, no. 
Yeah. And that's how the thief wouldn't read him. about it. Mm. Yeah. Well, just a final thought from me. Yeah. Right. It's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just um, wondering why, in these uh, times when everyone knows that man code is a legitimate form of dismissal, why there's so much stigma attached to it? There shouldn't be. Mm. I agree. Everyone Jeff. knows the rules. Fuck. Food for thought. That. We'll just leave our listeners on that one. You know, maybe they could get in touch with us on social media for an answer to that question. Yeah, maybe yeah. in like a public place where people can see you writing to us, not on yeah. like a, a bus shelter, but on our Facebook wall potentially. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't do it. Um, don't DM style it. Don't Let's do it in a public traction. toilet at you know one thirty in the morning in the middle of yeah. the park. Yeah. What do you think of Ross's final thought? Call this number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we always used to say, more man cat, I reckon. So do yeah, yourself shit, a favour, yeah. get on Red Bubble and buy the more man cat t-shirt. I'm oh, nice. There, so competitive prices. Yeah. Very competitive prices. Alrighty, and with that shilling, um, don't forget to go to Frederick Harold and get a, get some socks as well. Uh, head, up, head over to Red Bubble. We've even got mid-off cr- cricket podcast COVID masks. So if you live in South Australia, get your fucking self one of them so you're going to need it. Um, and yeah, so thanks to Frederick Harold Sock Company for sponsoring us, as they always do. We love the guys at Frederick Harold. So if you, if you can it's get that time of the year, we're getting into Christmas. Get yourself, mm-hmm. get yourself yeah, a favour. some socks. Spread the love. Buy some socks for your loved ones. And with that, we'll sign off here at the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you later. On you, boys. See you, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>